This is Brendan Sir with another edition of our Coaching You Basketball podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy our guest today, Mike White, the head coach at the University of Florida. There's never been a coach at the University of Florida that has gotten off to a start like Mike has in two years. Only four coaches in the history of the SEC have won 48 games in their first two years. Coached against Mike, I'll tell you what, as well prepared as well coached as any team I've seen in college basketball. Took over for a legend in Billy Donovan. You'll hear some of his feelings about that. I think you're going to find out some of his thoughts on the talent that you know he inherited, as well as the terrific kids that he left at Louisiana Tech. Mike White, bright young coach, terrific human being, going to pick the Florida Gators on the map for a long time. For those of you that are looking forward to coming to our events in Orlando, July 5 and 6 at Lake Highland Prep. You're going to have a group of speakers that are going to come and just light it up for us. We are so excited. Make sure you go to our website at coachingyoulive.com to see all of them. Also, the following week in Las Vegas, July 10 and 11 at Impact Basketball, you're going to see an array of speakers that we haven't had before. I think you're really going to be excited by what we're doing at Coaching You. I know our sponsors are. Let's take a listen to our sponsors right now. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of 
coaching you for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. And now, my conversation with Mike White. Welcome to uh, another podcast, and I want to welcome our guest in today, Mike White, the head coach of the University of Florida. Michael, thank you for taking the time with us. No problem, Coach Sir. Thanks for having me. Listen, um, I think one of the really intriguing things that I want to know is being a almost 20-year resident of my state of Florida. Uh we, we like the job you're doing, and we're going to continue to employ you there. So we were really happy in those two years. But we expect that every year out of our coaches. <laughs> and so, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, when you took the job from Florida, you know, sure. coming off the years that Billy had, did you have any trepidation about it? Not at all. Yeah. Not, not the least bit. Um, it was just a matter of whether or not Jeremy was, was going to offer me the job and, and – uh, for those listening that, that uh, aren't as familiar, Jimmy Foley, of course, a long-time, unbelievably successful AD here, sure. uh, who has since uh, uh, left his position. He's our uh, emeritus AD now and replaced by Scott Strickland, who will do a wonderful job. But Jeremy is a legend in his own right. And uh, when he called Coach Sarah, it was just, uh, again, it was – uh, it was a it was a quick courtship and um, a ton of excitement on our end, and we knew that if it was offered, when I say we, I'm talking my wife and I, that we would jump at the opportunity. So you're sitting up in beautiful, and it is beautiful, Ruston, Louisiana, at La Tech. Yeah, and you had a terrific program. You know, you're doing really good, and all of a sudden, when a job like that opens, do you think you're going to get a call? You're hopeful to get a call. What were, what's what's going through your mind as a young coach? Yeah, sure. And, and we we had gone through some uh, a few different uh, processes, um, uh, and and uh, again, quick uh, courtships with some other institutions that we didn't deem to be uh, the the perfect fit. You know, reason enough to leave a situation that that we were really comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, again, at, at Louisiana tech, as you mentioned, uh, you know, it's a beautiful place. It's a great place to raise a family. I've got five little ones and, uh, we just, our mantra at the time was if, if it's not broken, why try to fix it? We're sure. very, very happy where we were. We really liked our administration and we were kind of proud of, of what, uh, our staff had built. We had a really good class coming back, um, the the, the yep. first uh, three guys that we had signed, they were they had one year left, so we had three years with this class that went on to become the most successful class in school history, and we were really close with those kids. and And so, because of all those reasons, we just felt like it's it's not time. I'm not sure that there'll ever be time. Who knows? We sure. may be here forever, Lord willing. You know, we were happy, and and we felt fortunate to be at Louisiana Tech. Sure. Um, but when Florida opened, I, we just felt like, again, my wife and I, that it was just, it was too good to be true if they did call. We thought there was a chance, but we really didn't give it a lot of thought. Uh, I remember watching Coach Donovan's uh, farewell press conference, um, just, you know, kind of basically as a, as a college basketball fan, as a guy that right. has always admired Coach and everything that, that he accomplished here and the way he built it and how he went about his business. 
how well respected he was not only as a coach but as a human being and so when I was I was watching it you know I, I did think uh, I I wonder you know I wonder if I'm even on the list who knows yeah. how many people are on it I'm sure there's a bunch of really yeah. good coaches it's a wonderful job it's a great place to live it's an unbelievable athletic department you know a top five public institution academically so it was just one of those it'd be nice if they called and then when when Jeremy did call obviously I'll never forget 352 popped up in my phone <laughs> and my wife said get it, get it. And I picked it up and, and, uh, I went outside to the front porch and we talked a few minutes. I came back inside. And the first thing she said was, was that Jeremy Foley? Jeez and, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, and I got to hire her. Jeez, oh, uh, charged. Wow. Now, when, uh, you guys go down there, you bring a really exciting style from La Tech. Did you have any, did you, th- did you know, Hey, the way we play at La Tech, we're not changing the way we were going to play in the SEC. What was your What were your thoughts there? Because you had a nice team coming back. It was, you know, okay. It was a good group. Yeah, um, I, I appreciate it, Coach. I, I mean, we inherited a really good group, and unfortunately, didn't do a good enough job with them. Um, we we went to the NIT in, in year one, and just couldn't quite max out as a team. Uh, felt like we got better at the end when we. Uh, we, we started pressing a little bit less. We kind of changed the, up a couple of things we were doing offensively. But I guess circling back, you know, to, to your original question, Coach, um, I, I, I went back and forth, and it was kind of a, a trial and error process there where at, at first I had probably too much conviction on doing things the exact same way. You know, you try to take advice from as many people as possible, especially the people you trust and admire the most. Um uh, you know, some will say, you know, keep your circle really small. And I try to do that, but the, it seems like there's just so many uh, intelligent, ex- experienced people in this business uh, and generous people that are willing to to lend that that uh, invaluable uh, advice. And, um, you know, I just got so much advice that in, in terms of, hey, do exactly what you did. And I also got other advice that was you can't quite do it the same way. And we all know as coaches – yeah. Um, you, you've got to uh, you've got to meet your team halfway. You've got to do what's in the best interest of that current team, and um, you, you've you've got to build that team. But you also, as a coach, especially as an incoming coach going through a transition, you want to you want to build and recruit to your program in the, in the way that you want to play as well. And so, it's been this um, this process here for for a couple of years. I'd like to play a little faster i'd like to press a little bit more i don't know that it'll be even in year three team's best interest who knows um so we're definitely playing differently um we'll we'll mix in some of the ways that uh we did things at louisiana tech but it just hasn't been in in our uh, best interest to this point although i will admit be the first one to admit we've tried again being overly convicted at times and, and and to the point of of stubbornness, no, this is how we're going to do it, and uh, and and you learn the hard way that that's not again uh, what's right. Mike, did you feel any? <clears throat> and I think this is always hard when you replace a quote, you know, whether a college NBA when you replace a legend by that I mean mm-hmm. a really successful guy, and Billy certainly was. Do you? Uh, uh, and some guys 
come in and they try to, even though it wasn't their stuff, do you, did you ever think about, do I need to coach and do some of the exact same things Billy did? Or do you say, no, I'm just doing what I know and stuff like that. No, there were, I think, some yeah. similarities, I, you know, because I think you played both, played fast, you played pick and roll and you, you pressed some. But uh, did that ever enter, what I'm really trying to get is your mindset. Yeah, sure. No, coach, again, it was kind of a back and forth mentality. Um, again, it, it, same same thing, uh, the, the same answer I gave you in terms of yeah. did, did you do the same things you did at Louisiana Tech? Well, you know, a part of you says we, we got, we're going to do the same exact thing, and then a part of you says, well, it's not what's right for this team. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with uh, – because I've gotten this question a few times, and God's honest truth is – a lot of times I would say to myself, we're going to do the exact same thing coach did. Why would we not? But then at other times I would say and get different advice in terms of you've got to coach your way because it's what you know. And you don't even know exactly how coach was teaching it and why he was making this decision or playing that way. And um, coach Donovan actually was terrific throughout the process, especially in those first few months of, answering a ton of questions and always being available, even reaching out to me a few times um, before I even got a chance to ask him questions. You know, hey, how can I help you? He's obviously very, very proud of this place and always willing to lend uh, a helping hand to to the program and, and to myself. Um, I, I watched a ton of film, not only every game of, of the previous year, but uh, I watched – a bunch of practices as well, you know, with technology yeah. these these days, everything's right there for you. And uh, we have a big staff and a lot of film was actually broken down for me as well. Um, you know, put on my desktop in terms of, hey, here's a here's a practice where we did something a little bit different. And here's what we tried before we played this team. And um, so I, I will tell you that we tried to do a lot of things that coach did uh, for sure, um, especially. Um, especially offensively, and then in, in our half-court man-to-man defense where we're playing, we're still playing um, at least I, what I like to think is his brand. <laughs> I'm not sure it's quite <laughs> as good, but we're trying to simulate a lot of what he did in the man-to-man half-court defense. Uh, they, they've been terrific for so long, um, and it's, again, completely different from the way we defended um at Louisiana Tech, so oh, is that that's right? my okay. long answer. I apologize. Well, no, 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 no. This is your podcast, so it, no. One of the things that I, I, uh, I really, uh, you know, did it when you get and you, you know, you got the job when Billy left. It's, it's really late. It's not like there's like tons of guys out there to try to recruit at that point, you know. And now, do you try to at that point? You're inheriting now, guys. Uh, did they? Did they? Uh, measure up to your expectations surpass it how, how do uh, like you know the kids that you ended up coaching the first oh, year year um, one I, I was extremely pleased with our talent level and and coach coach told me that in fact the day before the press conference he said that you know there, there's some maturity that needs to to happen with sure. this group there's some development that needs to take place and let me tell you about each guy and we went through the through the list and uh, he also spoke in, in, in generalities about the program and, and the current culture and all those type things. And, um, but when I was able to uh, put these guys through workouts the first few times, uh-huh. uh, he was completely correct, obviously, with, with the talent level because he spoke about 
the fact that hey, on paper, yeah, you've got you've got length and and athleticism and quickness, and, and a few guys that can make shots. Dorian Finney-Smith coming back for his senior year, he could have left early. Uh, terrific talent, so on and so forth, and uh, he was he was absolutely correct. You know, we were we were a talented team both of these last couple of years. Very fortunate to inherit these guys. Um, I, I I'll never forget. You know, it, it was it was exciting. You know, our first few workouts because I brought my entire staff with me from Louisiana Tech, and we loved those guys. They were incredible, and and my players at Louisiana Tech are the reason that I'm here in Florida today. <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you. Uh, but those first few workouts here at, at Florida were just, uh, they were exciting um, in that we were able to sit in the coach's locker room after workout and like, almost like little kids, like, man, these guys, wow. How about, how about Johnny Bunu's strength? And how about Dorian's skill level at six, eight? It, it was a, uh, it was an exciting time. And, and now obviously uh, what you're trying to do is continue to recruit the same caliber players to, yeah. uh, uh, to give yourself a chance in the SEC night in and night out. Well, you know, I, I thought you really maxed out Casey Hill, Chioza. I thought those guys were some terrific tandem of guys that just got after it, played as hard as you can possibly play, put pressure on defense. I, I, I just thought that they were re- you really did an incredible job with them. And Kevon Allen, geez, what a score he developed into. You know, I, I mean... I, and then, you know, Dorian, the first year, I mean, the, the things you did with him on picking pops and slipping and things like that. And then Big John, I mean, that guy, I, I, I don't know if I've seen a, a college post player that strong in the ages. He, he's just, I, I felt, I, I really was so upset this year when he got hurt, as you were, I know, in the Auburn game. I mean, I because I, you guys had just come off annihilating us. Yeah, he... he um... Uh, tough deal there for Johnny. Great kid, and and he was really playing well when that happened. And, uh, it was a blow to our team, but yeah. uh, more importantly, just a a big blow to him. A guy who was really coming into his own and, and in a good groove. Worked hard. One of those guys that stays after practice a bunch, and, and he really has improved his skill level. Uh, but you spoke about the guards, coach. I mean, uh, those guys. Chris Chioza, people want to talk about how well he played at the end of the year. That was all Chris Chioza. I mean, he's just – he's grown up. He's matured. Um, he, he's really uh, learned how to play with a chip on his shoulder, uh, defended at a really high level. Heck, the kid – he had a double-double followed followed by a triple-double. It might have been vice versa at, right there with about a month left in the season. Casey Hill's a guy it wasn't always easy for, a guy with – probably unfair expectation coming in and, um, you know, was never the early pro that some of the prognosticators predicted him to be. Uh, and that's okay. You know, he's, he, he, he was a four-year guy who got a Florida degree, who uh, went to the elite eight, led his team as a captain, as a senior, uh, was on the all sec defensive team, was an all sec point guard. So really, really proud of those guys. And Kayvon Allen, of course, again, a guy who we were really fortunate to inherit, um, he's uh wow, what, what an unbelievable score! Also had a really good defensive year. Oh uh, boy, can continues he guard. to work at a great yeah. spring. You know, I I, I just uh, we were at LSU, the nice beneficiaries of one of the. I can say it on the podcast because it's 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 my podcast, and uh, it was one of the <laughs> worst ass bit kickings I ever had in my life. When you guys came into Baton Rouge, and I mean. 
you were kind. You were kind beating us by a hundred. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it was something else. And then when you went to Oklahoma and beat them, one of the best coaches in the country, as we both know, to beat yes. Lon Kruger and his team at Oklahoma by thirty plus, and then to come home and win another one, first time in school's history, uh, you know, they ever win three games in a row by thirty plus, two in a row on the road by thirty plus. I mean, at that point, I thought. This team is special, special. Obviously, inside your thoughts when that's happening. Oh, sure, and I, I appreciate it, Coach. It was one of those weird stretches uh, that I have only been a part of a couple of. There's one year at, at Louisiana Tech. It seemed like we just made every shot there for a couple of weeks, and that's what it felt like. Again, we we were pretty consistent defensively in terms of our effort, not always our execution, but. This, this group was was really bought into playing for each other, uh, an unbelievably healthy locker room, a really fun group to be a part of. And so that always carried over to being at least somewhat consistent defensively, always consistent with the effort. Um, and on, on certain nights, we were pretty good offensively. Certain nights, not so good. For those two, three weeks offensively, it kind of all just came together. And uh, – uh, Casey was just finding guys. Chris was making great decisions. Our shooters were – it seemed like they were all making shots at the same time. Canyon and Justin Leon, Devin Robinson made a big jump there midseason. Um, and then we had we had really good depth. Um, and it, you've got to have character. You've got to have leadership, of course, to go on the road and, and play well. Um, but overall, I think the difference there was was just simply putting the ball in the hole, from uh, especially from deep, uh, from three, just shooting the ball really well. Well, I, you know, during a game and you watch a team when they play well, the the morale, the camaraderie, the excitement, the feeling is one that it was just oozing out of your team. And it was just, I mean, you know, I, I want to say, was it the kid Hester comes in the game? I didn't even have him on the damn scout. That's how good I am. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he makes like, you know, one of the guys, we we lose by 100. And one of, the, one of our players, like, who obviously wasn't guarding him, says to me, blaming me afterwards because I didn't have him on the scout, right? And then the other guy, poor Devin Robinson, that guy couldn't make a three before the game, like for about two or three games. I said, let's let him make threes. He makes like seven in a row. <laughs> and so I, I, said, I said, that's the kind of year I was having. And it was hysterical. So, I mean, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, when when guys play like that, it, it gets contagious, and that, that is fun. T- talk about when you get into the NCAA tournament and you go and play against Virginia in Orlando, right? And, and, and we both know Tony Bennett's one of the really neat guys in the business and one of the really best coaches. And all of a sudden, you know, and this guy can defend pick and rolls, like no get out, their team <sighs> – Man alive! Did you put it on them? It, it was a it was a weird deal, Coach. I mean, <laughs> first to go, going back to Lon Kruger. I mean, yeah. you, just, you don't expect those things. These guys are are legends. Yeah. Um, uh, Coach Kruger, of course, had a great run here, and I've got a ton of respect for him sure. as a as a as a person, um, as well as being you know a, a a legend as a coach. And, and Tony Bennett, if <laughs> if you look at uh, you know, if, if you put together a top 10, top 15 list, whatever, uh, guys that have done the best job in the last decade in college basketball uh, in terms of taking over a job and, and building it uh, to be a national power, he's got to be 
right there at the forefront of the conversation. He's he's been unbelievable, and it was a you know it's an honor just scouting and preparing for sure. games and teams and coaches like that. I would have never imagined in a hundred years the outcome would have been uh, what it was. But again, one of those days where um, you know we, Devin really got it going uh, from three. Um, if I if memory serves correct, our guards uh, really got it going and, and getting to the paint yep. and. Uh, just everything seemed to click, uh, but but defensively, that night is is what really gave us um, that that huge opportunity to beat a tremendous Virginia program and move on. Mike, when you're when now you know uh, you know again being a resident of Orlando uh, and knowing uh, the talent in the state, it's really a good basketball state prospect wise. Yes, and, and you know, I, you know, I, I can say this. You're not agreeing with it, but uh, I don't want you to. Uh, but you know, coaching <laughs> a little bit to be desired at the high school level. But you know, and but the, you know, the AAU programs, the kids. I mean, they got some studs in that state. How has it been to walk into a state like that and recruit? Because it's it's as far light years away. Louisiana has some nice players, but there's it's a small state. And they're just pockets in New Orleans, a few sure. kids in Baton Rouge, and it's not a it's, yeah. you know there's there's some good kids, but it's not like Florida. There's like there's bundles, I think. No, I, I couldn't agree more, Coach. I, I think that I think the talent level here, the the facilities, the competitiveness level, uh, the coaching, the AAU coaching. I think it's all really underrated. Yeah, in this state. I, I, there, there are a bunch of guys in Florida that can play at Florida, that can play in the SEC, yeah. and there might be heck, there might be a hundred year in and year out that can play Division One. I'm right. not not twenty five, a hundred, and you know that. Yeah, I'm I'm preaching to the choir, but it, it's it's an amazing level of talent, and uh, just when you think you've got a certain class figured out, that week you hear three more guys <laughs> that potentially can play at your level, and they just came out of nowhere and. Uh, it, it's really amazing, and uh, we've been able to form good relationships with a lot of these coaches that uh, are building their programs. A lot of really good people in this state, as you yep. know, and um, it's great to be a Gator in this state and, and have inroads immediately. It, it seems like um, phone calls or and, and texts are, are returned pretty quickly now. Obviously, <laughs> when you're when you're at the University of Florida, yeah. Uh, so it's exciting. It, it provides ample opportunity in it and now it's just a matter of, of getting the right guys well I, th- I think this is uh this is why uh, always it's for the kids to pick a college and for the coaches to pick a school to work at it's all about fit and you know in, in the nba uh players get drafted to a team they don't get to choose but in college of course these kids all get to choose and if they really take the time and if they really do their homework and judge for themselves. If they live in the state of Florida, it's nearly impossible to not put uh, the Gators in their top two. That's how strongly I feel about it because it's got everything a kid can want, whether you're from the city or you're from just another part of the state. And so I, I think you and I think you are the right fit for that program. And uh, you know, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future. Love your staff. The guys on it are incredible. 
and I, I'm just I'm just thrilled at what you've done in two years. It's been uh, even though I got my butt whipped, I I, I enjoyed it. Okay, <laughs> looking back on it, it was it's pain painless right now. Very painful that night, but I got through it. Because uh, they, they just went in. They all went in. You know what? I, 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 I had 3,000 NBA games, so I kind of learned to get by them. So, they, you know. Yeah. But, You've been on the other side of a 1,000. Oh, yeah. So but, you know. I'm not I, hearing those complaints. I, 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 lo- I, love what you guys, I love what you guys are doing, and I'm really excited for you. And uh, I can't wait to, for next season for you guys and stuff. So, Mike, yeah. really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to our listeners. And, and the coaches that are on the other end of this, they're Gator, many of them are Gator fans, but they love college basketball. They love great basketball, and you are a great basketball coach. Thanks, my friend. My goodness, for, far from that, coach. I'm just uh, trying to survive. And uh, I really appreciate the compliments. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna be okay. I think you're gonna be okay. I think you're gonna be okay. I don't. I think we're gonna be able to stay stay in town. But you're you're great, and uh, and I'm, I'm so excited for you. Hey, thank you so much, coach. Very, very fortunate. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome.